welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. That's me. That's you. Hey, That's me. Look at you over there. Hey, here I am. I'm here. You're there. So I'm, today, gl- I'm, gl- I'm glad you're here, man. Oh, man, I'm glad I'm here today, After too. This week. The, oh, man. This has been one of the craziest weeks of my life, man. Uh, this is this is the last show in uh, this studio. Right on. Because then I'm moving Saturday. Very excited for that, but it's put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, this move, I finished the house across the street. Yeah, uh, right, right. Sold that bad boy. Right. Sold this house already. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm working on up. But then uh, I got real sick over the weekend. Like, sick, the sickest I've probably ever been. Like, I felt I was going to die. Crap's ca- crap is catching up with you, man. It's <clears throat> wearing you down. Yeah, just super long work days. You know, just trying to get this house ready for the move. And then on Monday, <clears throat> Monday I was super sick. And I've never had a panic attack before, but I had a panic attack. That sounds serious, Rich. Yeah. That's not, that's not to be messed with. I have man. friends that have had panic attacks. I'm like, dude, just calm down. You know, why don't you calm down? Uh, apparently it's not that not that easy. Not That's easy. what the doctor was telling me to do. They're like, just take deep breaths, Rich. But I literally thought I was gonna die. Easier said. But than I had done. to go taken away in ambulance because I literally thought I was gonna die. Well, I'm I'm glad you're all right. So am I. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we're here uh, for you. Thanks. And, and just just relax. I appreciate the love. <laughs> just relax. Breathe today. in the nose and right. out the mouth. Exactly. <laughs> so it's been a rough week. I'm still kind of sick. I've got influenza. Otherwise known as the flu. Oh, I'm so glad I'm right here to share that with you. Yeah, I'm, here. I'm glad you're here too, man. Uh-huh. So, but it's really bad. It was like stage whatever, say out of one through 10, it was like stage 10 uh, on Monday. So over the weekend, um, between getting working on the house and with the business and the family and working on the house overtime, um, I DVR'd the combine. Right on. And I'm sure tons of people are t- tuning in to hear our takes on the combine. You're gonna have to wait till next week. But <laughs> we're just gonna push that off one, you know, yeah, one week. I know uh, you were super busy this weekend too. I you DVR'd it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, I followed the combine very closely. Like on Twitter, every break I could, I'd, I'd I'd stop, you know, answer questions on Twitter for the my, you know, on my Twitter handle at Dynasty Rich, and I'd follow like the combine, like who's who's doing what. So I followed it, you know, with words. I think we I think we both did the same thing. We we followed results, but we didn't actually watch it. Yeah, and I read up on it, but I didn't watch it with my own two eyes. Right. And that's what I want to do after I move, which is Saturday. Right. So like Monday, before we record a podcast next Tuesday, I plan on binge watching a lot of the combine, taking some more notes, and then coming back. I don't want to do you guys a disservice and just read other people's stuff and just read it off to you guys and say, Hey, this is what it you know, this is what it is. It's a disservice. Right. We're trying not, you know, we're not going to try to be hacks here about it. We'll, we'll do our actual own research. And But there's a couple of things, you know, and I think both of us we were talking before the show started that we could take away from just what have we've read, um, number-wise, at least, and things that we've read here. And number one is, hands down, Zeke Elliott's still the number one rookie pick. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I know Mike had him, Laquan Treadwell number one, and I still love Laquan Treadwell. I know his numbers weren't great. He didn't run. Right. Um, he didn't do anything exceptionally well. You know, and I was—I li- actually heard him on an interview, and I guess um, he was training with one company um, leading up to the draft. And I think about a week out, he wasn't—he wasn't, or a week or, or two out, he wasn't too happy with 
the the people there. I think they weren't. There was something going on with the with the guy that was supposed to be training him, and he wasn't getting the results that he wanted. So he ended up switching uh, training companies, like with a week and a half to go leading up to the combine, which kind of led to him not wanting to run. I have a feeling he was, he's not really a burner, so he wasn't gonna run a good time. And I'm, I'm he's got to be in the four or five. So and he probably wasn't even testing there, and that's what he's probably. I'm guessing. Yeah, days. I'm guessing he was gonna. If he ran, he probably would have ran like a four seven or something. Yeah, and everything ridiculous. else, he's like his long, you know, his vertical. That nothing was really right outstanding at all. Right. It was really a lot of it was disappointed. Um, which for me, like, and Zeke tested through the roof on everything. Well, that guy's a freak. I mean, he came from like a track background, so it doesn't surprise me that he was able to get off the line pretty quick and he was, you know, a, a good, good at running a straight line. I mean, that's, that's what he is. And we'll get into it more next week mm-hmm. too. And I want to, and I want to mention this in the same breath as we'll probably talk in some names next, next year, like Leonard Fournette. Um, I want you to envision Zeke Elliott in the eyes of Todd Gurley. Honestly, I mean, we mentioned, I think it was a couple, maybe a month or so ago, three years from now, it's probably going to be, you know, right now it's, uh, you have Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. And, you know, some people tell you David Johnson right there too. Oh gosh. Again, Slow down hype train. You know, even, even Arian Foster's, <laughs> not Arian Foster, Jeez, Bruce Arians, <laughs> Bruce Arians is pimping, uh, they're pimping David Johnson to so give you the best back in the league too. And, and I, I like David Johnson. I think he's going to be a great fantasy back i really do he's in a great offense anybody could play running back in a great offense but i think in three years right now we're gonna be talking leonard fournette zeke elliott and todd Gurley. okay i think those are gonna be our top tier running backs so zeke elliott does everything well he blocks well he catches the ball well uh he's fast he's what he was i think he had a top three top four 40 time there at the combine as well so for me it solidified something I already had, and I've lo- I loved Laquan Treadwell the whole time, but it completely solidified him being the number one rookie pick for me. Overall, yeah, no yeah. matter what, I, I I totally agree with that. Zeke is, I think, with you know, without knowing where these guys are going to end up in the in the NFL draft, it's hard to really say that he's cemented a hundred percent. But he's the most talented guy, I think. Oh yeah, hands down, I think he's the most talented offensive weapon coming out in this draft. Yeah, uh, and he's going to be, he should be a top ten. NFL pick. I mean, he's that good. He really is. He's a difference maker. He is a difference maker. Um, it's hard to say that he's going to be a top 10 just because they, you know, the NFL in general has devalued the running back position. Look so out much. for Dallas at number four. I'm, I'm aware. I mean, that's, that's still pretty high nowadays for a running back. Last guy that went that high was Trent Richardson, right? Yep. And that, that turned out pretty awful for us Cleveland Browns fans. I agree. And I'm going to say, and it, will it happen? Probably not. Probably not. But at the same time, it doesn't matter where he goes. Right. He's going to be good. Right. He's going to be a difference maker. Year one on your roster, he's going to be a difference maker. I agree. So, again, he's hands down one, on the pick. One of the few, I think, I've seen in this <laughs> in this draft. Yeah, one of the uh, – he's, he's the only player – like, I love Laquan Treadwell, and I think he's going to be – like, me and Mike talked about it, like, a week or so ago, saying that at the worst-case scenario, he's going to be a wide receiver three. Like, worst case, you know, he's going to be startable no matter what. Um, but Zeke to me is a surefire top tier talent. Like when you're doing a dynasty startup draft rankings, uh, he's going to be in like the top 15. Well, a quick breakdown of Zeke Elliott. I mean, the guy, you don't need to take him off the field for any reason. No, he's a really excellent blocker. He, I mean, his running back skills are unquestioned. He's got the straight line speed to get to the outside and to break long runs. 
He catches the ball really well on third downs. He can be a great option there. There's really no reason to take him off the field other than if he gets tired. Yeah, he's got to catch his breath. Yeah. So wherever he goes, he's going to be a difference maker. And those and those guys. I mean, he's certainly big enough at 225 pounds to oh, take the to certainly. take the beating. So I mean, he's one of those. He's a really a rare back, um, just because he's an all around guy. He is the type of back that's going to win you a fantasy football championship. I, I agree. He's the kind of person you build your team around. When you, he's the one that makes you question in a startup. Do I really want to take a running back this early? Ooh, but he's so good. I Todd Gurley. It's like, oh, I want to build my team around uh, wide receivers, but man, Todd Gurley's so good. I'd love to have him and not have to worry about running back for a couple of years. I mean, now, it boils down to difference makers, and he's one of them. And, and here's a pro. As many as you can. And here's team. a pro about Elliott over Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. Both those guys. Not I won't say Gurley got through the whole year uninjured. Basically, he had, he's had a major injury. Le'Veon Bell's had multiple injuries. Yeah. Elliott's been relatively healthy his entire career. Right, but he ha- still hasn't got on an NFL field, so it's hard to say. Agreed. You, you know, exactly. Well, so those guys right. were coming, you know, I mean, uh, Bell is coming out of college with the list Frank. Right. And Gurley, obviously, with the ACL. Right. So, but I'm just saying, medical-wise, so he's, far, he's got so a clean good. slate. Yeah, so far, so I mean, good. Yeah. I'd take a clean slate over an ACL any day of the week. I agree. So that's what another thing Zeke has in his uh, back pocket. Again, he did have a wrist injury, but obviously that's not going to slow anybody out. Yeah, I mean, the guy hasn't had a wrist injury. <laughs> Come on. Didn't. So, um, yeah, so that cleared it up. You know, Josh Dotson solidified himself as my number two wide receiver overall. Um, I, early on in the process, was kind of wavering on that. But after just doing, I mean, not even an extensive amount of film study, he's clearly the number two for me. Yeah, well, me and Mike talked about it last time. I had Dotson number two, and I flip flopped when I talked to Mike to Boyd, with moved Tyler Boyd to number two. Yeah. And I was like, I'll probably flip flop again. I flip flopped back to Josh Dotson. Uh, I think Josh Dotson even solidifies himself closer to Laquan Treadwell for me. La- Laquan Treadwell is still my number one yeah. receiver, hands yep. down. Yep. But he moved. He moved up the charts, and for me, it looks like it's, this is gonna. It's gonna be that way. There's no more flip flop. I don't see any flip flop coming for me. I don't. E- I don't either, to be honest. Which is, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Hey, this is my board. It's already set in February or March here, um, but I think it's pretty much set for me as well. My top couple picks are. Yeah, my top know. three. Oh yeah, my top three. That's what I mean. Who's your third? Elliot Treadwell Dotson. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah. who's your three? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about Treadwell. You've been sick all week, man. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's been rough. So, um. And again, another thing I got out of there, the two quarterbacks solidified themselves as one-two. That's Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Yes. I and then you got Paxton Lynch kind of on the outside going, hey, guys, hey. Hey, don't forget about me. I'm tall. <laughs> How can you miss me? I can throw the ball, too. I'm slender looking. Yeah. Uh, I like Paxton Lynch. I do. I think he's going to be pretty good. I don't, I don't dislike him. Um, the offense he was in it makes it hard, a little bit hard to evaluate because he did do a lot of checkdowns. But I think I saw enough. Of him throwing downfield to feel comfortable. Yeah, he's got he, a chance. That he, that he can do it. I mean, dude, in Dynasty Startup, you're him in like the third round. Right. You know, unless you're in a, you know, unless you're in a 2QB league. But, uh, you know, Carson Wentz took a big step forward. Again, people get paid millions of dollars to evaluate quarterbacks, and they miss all the time. The hardest thing for us when we do Dynasty is to evaluate quarterbacks because it's so hard to do. We can give you your opinion. Like, we were dead set on Jameis Winston. We preached last year to take Jameis. He's going to be good no matter what because we were that confident in him. 
just like Andrew Luck was easy to tell. Um, I don't have that feeling about these guys as much like that, but I do have a very strong feeling about Jared Goff. Um, I don't really get all this hype about people. Like, okay, so I, we're obviously Browns fans. We live in Cleveland. We are the number two pick. So this really comes down to us, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff. So I'm a little bit more involved on the quarterbacks this year because I've been doing, you know, I've been watching these two guys besides this weekend. And we know, we know that, yeah, that we're going to end up picking one of those two guys and, most likely. And obviously Hugh Jackson is a quarterback guru. So whoever he takes is I'm going to be okay with, but he better take Jared Goff. Okay. <laughs> I, all right. Because, I mean, Jared Goff's got, him, got a stronger arm. He's way more accurate. He's played versus better competition, you know. I mean, yeah, Carson Wentz tore it up at North Dakota State, but if you were to put Cardale Jones at North Dakota State, guess what? He probably would have tore it up too, all right? So I'm not – again, he has attributes to right. be a good NFL quarterback. I give him that. Yeah, you know, he's big, strong, good-armed. Everybody – all these NFL people are telling me this guy's going to be good. That's fine and dandy. I'll still take Jared Goff, all right? Better arm, more accurate. You know, there's a couple things I want. You know, people are like, oh, well, you know, Carson Wentz's hands are one inch bigger. I don't care. No, I don't yep. care about that one bit either. The NFL ball is actually skinnier than a college ball. Right. What I what what is hard to evaluate um, is you're not you're not a hundred percent sure what a quarterback is supposed to be doing on any given play. You don't. I mean, you know, you don't actually know what his reads are. You don't actually know how quickly he's supposed to be processing this. I mean, like, you know, it, it's just kind of hard. I mean, you can you can see what's going on, but you don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, we so, can just judge him on his accuracy right. and how hard he slings it. Right. We don't actually know how much, how scaled back they had to, you know, how much they had to scale back the offense because he's a dummy. Like, we, we don't yeah. know that kind of stuff, you know? And, I, and I've so listened it, both of their interviews, right. you know, because obviously they're played all over over here too, and they both sound like really good dudes, you know, like, Leadership wise, intelligent wise, they both sound like stand up guys. Where if they, like I said, either way it goes, I trust Hugh Jackson. Right. But again, I, I trust Hugh Jackson way more if it's Jared Goff. And to me, right now, to me, it's a no brainer. It really is. So if you're in a two QB league, Jared Goff is the man. Um, Jared Goff is is my number one guy as well. I hate to be all like, hey, I totally agree with what you're saying so far, but I totally agree with And, and, and remember, if you're in a two QB league or if you need a QB in your rookie league, anyways, Hugh Jackson. Quarterback guru, right? Josh Gordon coming back. And the Browns are still likely going to draft a receiver probably as high as that 32nd pick, which is going to be like almost essentially a first-round pick. The offset Josh Gordon as well. Um, and remember, Josh Gordon just a couple of years ago was the number one fantasy wide receiver in all of the NFL. So, so it, I mean, while we're talking to him, he still still has yet to be reinstated, correct? I mean, He'll be not, reinstated, though. Yeah. All signs are pointing for him to be reinstated. Uh, great buy low. I have him in a couple of leagues. People keep making me these insane offers for buy low i think his hype train is out of control i don't know how you could okay, buy you know low on that guy. you can't buy low on him because people are trying to buy low yeah you can't because nobody's selling right now that, that train is shipped like people are offering me i know like chad parsons from uth keeps offering me like tyler eifert for josh gordon he, he he's made me like multiple offers for him i mean uh i'm in an industry league okay right. with uh with all the with all the, with yeah, all the guys with all the major dated. dynasty mm-hmm. sites and podcasts mm-hmm. there's there's 12 of us in uh yeah, Chad Parsons from UTH keeps trying to get. He's like, yeah, I'll give you Tyler Eifert and a second round pick. I'm like, nope, reject, <laughs> reject, reject, right, reject. I wish there was notes on there. You could say reject and put a note, but I can't on MFL MLF. It says no, Josh Gordon. It's like for me, there's not really much you can give me unless you're gonna give me like AJ Green, 
Right. You know I mean, that's what I'm looking like. You think to give me a really good for sure receiver back. Like, I don't want no draft picks uh, back, which kind of gives me into a story here as well. I kind of want to talk to you about a little bit draft pick wise. Okay. All right. We'll get back to that little bit of combine stuff after the draft pick stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. But draft pick wise, I see lots of people on Twitter asking me this. Uh, do I take, I was offered two, five, and three, four, for pick one eight. Do I take it? No, 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 no. no. In a rookie draft, especially this rookie draft, you want to take the best player available. There's and, a reason that guy wants to move from two point three up to one point eight because that's really the cutoff on on guys that you're like you feel pretty decent about. And if it's about 1.8, 1.7. Yeah. After that, it's like a, a cluster of guys that I'm like, I kind of throwing my hands up at this point going, eh, yeah, this, like between the, the five different guys, like, uh, I don't know. But when people start offering you like pick 2-1 to 2-3, and then now it's a different, like someone offers you 2-1 from 110, that's something, you know, that, then you can start dealing. But when you go from like 1-8 to 2-4, it, it's, it's like too big of a drop. You always want... These are, this is a rookie draft, right. all right? Every pick counts. It's a difference between getting a David Johnson and a David Cobb. You know what I mean? It's a difference between getting a good receiver and a bench warmer. It is. And this is dynasty, so it's for a lifetime right. of players here. You want you don't want to just, oh, more package like you're just automatically going to hit. It's hard enough to hit on your first-round picks as it is. As these picks get later, um, it's, just, it's, it's, so, it's so much harder to hit. It really is. And don't get, again, sometimes people get, I think people, sometimes they take the NFL draft and they can misconstrue it for, like, your Dynasty League football draft. The value of draft picks. We're like, ooh, it's a second-round picker. Not, you know? No the, way, man. The picks dra- drop off in value drastically. Two, yeah, two dimes and a nickel doesn't always equal a quarter. No, absolutely not. It does not. Yeah. So, and I want I just want everybody to know this because we have people that are just in their first year dynasty leagues and they listen to this podcast or go to the website for advice. Don't get overwhelmed by people offering you extra third round picks, fourth round picks. Use that to your advantage and f- use that as fluffer for your trades because honestly, those are guys that are most likely not even going to make your active roster two to three years down the road. Those are going to be the guys you release. You might keep on just because you have room on your roster, but are really going to be hard to pan out. Remember, we did episodes. Um, we did an episode a couple months back. We went through the years of drafts. You remember that? Oh God, yeah. And there'd be drafts where there'd only be like five people, like worthwhile. We did one draft. It was three people out the whole draft. It was even like after five years later, worth keeping. So, you want to have the best pick possible. There are circumstances where, you know, for this draft example, say I had one seven. All right. I would give up my second-round pick next year in 17, and I'd give up every pick this year. This is what I'd start off as an offer. I know in our dynasty nerds, like, this would not fly whatsoever. I can already tell. I already yeah. know what you're going every for. Every pick no, in this draft not. now will be my first, and we have a six-round rookie draft. I'll give you six picks this year, and I'll give you, say I had a six-pick in the draft, right? Pick six, one six, two six, three six, et cetera. They move up 1-1 one, one to get Zeke Elliott. Wouldn't happen. You know what the, no guy who had number one would look at us say? Drop dead. Yep. Because he knows that the value isn't there. In no. All, in all those picks. I mean, unless, unless he was an, in total rebuild mode, he, he mean, he'd still be screwing himself because he still wouldn't get an impact player. Yeah, I mean, dude, you want... The likes of Zeke Elliott, at least. Do you want, yeah, do you want Todd Gurley? Or do you want guys like 
you know, Andre Ellington, uh, you know, Travis Benjamin and like, you know, not, not Greg Gold, but you know, you know what I mean? Like a roster fill. Yeah. Guys that, you know, you could probably start, but they're, you know, do you want wide receiver like threes and, you know, tight end, like low end tight end ones or, and running back twos, but like close to, and you want those guys that you're starting, they're going to keep you in the middle of the road of your dynasty league. Not really win you anything, but maybe kind of keep you in the middle of the road. You can start them. They're going to get you some wins in here and there, but they're not going to be good enough to win you a championship. Or do you want Julio Jones? Do you want Antonio Brown? Do you want Todd Gurley? you want Le'Veon Bell? You that's, want who, the, that's who I want. Man. Those are the guys that's, who are going to win you championships. I agree. How many teams do you see win that don't have good players on it? Zero, for the most part. Zero point yeah. zero. So, again, I want to emphasize that. Like, you don't want to move back unless... You know, you, you want to move back if you get to say you're up at one seven and you're like, you know what, I like five guys here. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not overly in love with anybody here. You know, I have pick one eight in our league. I am dead set on moving out of that pick. Dead set. Like, I'm like, I'm going to do everything I can to get a 17 first for that and maybe try and pick up like a third this year out of this year's draft class. But I'm dead set on moving out of that pick because I have one three right. and one eight. And you know, I'll see. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just take anything I can, but I'm doing everything I can to move out of that pick for a pick next year because I love next year's rookie running back class, which will also push any kind of wide receiver talent back because how do you, you know, I, right, right, no, running backs are probably gonna go back. one, right. two, three next year. So you know, unless there's a player you don't love, you know, move back and yeah, pick up more picks. You know, I always tell we say all the time like. If somebody's gonna offer you a fourth round pick and you want to move back two spots because there's a guy you know you can get, but this take is the fourth but round you're pick. talking like during the draft. During the draft, yes. That, I mean that that makes sense. Doing a doing a thing like that when you see what's on the board, moving back because you like five guys, then move back if you like five guys. Don't do it now. But don't do it now. It makes no sense because you have no idea well who's gonna be there on draft day. Who I mean, who knows who will slide to you at one point eight. You never really know. You never know. Yeah. So, I mean, we I mean, see, I've seen these drafts right now that go on. Somebody just took in one of our uh, mock drafts. Somebody took Amari Cooper over Julio Jones. So now, now you're flipping on to uh, a startup type of no, thing. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but you, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen in any kind of draft. Right, right. You know? right. Yep. <laughs> I don't have our rookie mocks up right now, but you, you can see our rookie mocks up on DynastyNerds.com uh, and see what, how everybody is kind of going right now. Actually, I do have it up right here. So right now, I'll give you our top 10 ADP on DynastyNerds.com from last month on our rookies. Number one overall, Laquan Treadwell. That's crazy to me. And he went, like, right across the board. Because people, I mean, people, yeah, he was number one Uh, every single one. To me, that's lunacy. Hey, hey, hey. If you're a firm believer and you need to build around my receivers, God bless you. Right. But in rookie drafts, again, that, that, that notion implies mostly to startup drafts. And that's why you build around rookie receivers in your startup drafts and let these running backs fl- fall. So when it comes time to your rookie drafts, again, we've mentioned this all the time, so you could draft running backs and plug and play, right? So here's our top 10 in our rookie ADP of last month. This just came out. It's March 1st. Right. Or no, it's March 2nd recording. Tomorrow's March 3rd, which is the day the podcast comes out, which just so happens to be my firstborn's birthday, Colton Dotson. Look at that. Big six. Whoa, man. Big shout out to you. Happy birthday. Can't believe he's six already. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Yes. Love that dude. We got him plants for zombies too. Garden Warfare. Nice. He's going to flip. He loves that crap. <laughs> loves it. Loves it. <laughs> All right. Um. So here's our top 10. Happy birthday, Colton. 
Number one, Laquan Treadwell. Say it again. Laquan Treadwell. Why are you jocking me? Uh huh. <laughs> I was just saying you said it was crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That's so crazy. I thought you just wanted me to say his name again. <laughs> say it again. Say it, look, Laquan Treadwell. You say that so nicely. I know. Uh, number two, Zeke Elliott. There he is. Love him. Should be number one. Should be number one. Hopefully that changes after people listen to the podcast. Number three, Josh Dotson. Legit. Totally legit. Number four, Tyler Boyd. Legit. Yeah. Number five, Michael Thomas. Legit. Yeah, it's probably a little high. Number six, Corey Coleman. Legit. Yeah, can't argue. Number seven, Derrick Henry. I can live with it there. I can live with him at seven. Number eight, Sterling Shepard. I it. like it. Yeah. I like it. I like Sterling a lot. He had Number, a good combine, by the way. He had a very good combine. Mm-hmm. He's a riser. Yeah. Yeah, he's... he's He ran faster than I expected. And I read something else on Sterling Shepard, too. It was, uh, I think, something like Rotoviz put out. It was something about, like, efficiency. It was, like, an efficiency chart about, yeah. like, how many passes when you were double teamed, all this, um, and completions compared to targets, everything. Sterling Shepard was top of the charts. Laquan Trouble was, like, number three. Nice. Uh, the number two receiver, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't no big name, but Sterling Shepard was number one. I, I, I like Sterling Shepard. I know at Tim Torch, uh, at Tim F- 10FL, one of our top writers, mm-hmm. he loves Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I like him. I like um, him too. Then we have Kenneth Dixon, number nine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm still a big Devontae Booker fan. He's, he's way down here at number 19. And CJ Precise, he had a really good combine. He had a, he had a good combine. Moving I'm on. Not, I'm not a big CJ Procise guy. Okay. Number 10, Leonte Carew. Uh-huh. Number 11, Alex Collins. Number 12, Will Fuller. Yep. Now, I will tell you this about Will Fuller. Measured with some of the smallest hands on the combine. Dropped some passes. I mean, and guess what? At Notre Dame, he drops lots of passes. You're right. I will not. He will be on my do not touch list. He, he will be on my do not, do not touch list now. So You know what he stinks of? Ted Ginn Jr. Really, really fast, not very physical guy that has got inconsistent hands. Go long. Yeah, go long. Mm-hmm. Go long. Go long. Stretch the field. Yeah. Go long. One, one day he'll have 22 points. Right. And then for four weeks straight, he'll have like four. Yep. So, yeah. Not, not my, tup, my cup of tea right there. I think both of you and I, and I think Mike will as well preach this now. Put Will Fuller on your do not touch list. Let other people draft him. People yep. Super fast. Right. Four threes. Right. Great. Let, let other people drool over his speed. Small. Yeah, drops passes even more importantly. Circus, <laughs> small hands, <laughs> smells like cabbage. <laughs> yeah, I want nothing to do with that. And then right outside of that, you have uh, Paul Perkins, Mike Mike Thomas from uh, Southern Miss, who really intrigues me. Braxton Miller, who I love. Um, Farrell Cooper, Farrell Cooper, like mm-hmm. him. I mean, it looks like looking down here. Like if you get to all the way up to pick twenty. And I even throw higher because Hunter Henry right now is at 24 at tight end. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll creep up. He will creep up. Definitely gets drafted like right. high second round. Right. Um, he'll creep up those dynasty ranks too. But I think give me right around 21 picks. I think that I feel pretty. No, because then you would take uh, Will Fuller out of there. So right around 20 picks. I think there's guys right now that, as of today, March 3rd, that I like. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could find. You could probably find 24 guys that aren't too bad with, you know, you add in a couple of these quarterbacks that um, really haven't gone at all. I mean, Jared Goff is at 22, and he's the first one. Yeah, and quarterbacks you could always get. I mean, No, I know, on. but I mean, like, they're draftable guys. You know what I mean? And there's like, guys that are in here that intrigue, like Daniel Braverman intrigues me. Right. I mean, there's definitely going to be guys that, uh, you know, Austin Cooper down at 36, 
another guy that'll probably rise up um, some during this whole process. I don't uh, see uh, I don't see Keith Marshall on here at all. Up oh, there, he is thirty-seven. Yeah, Keith, Keith Marshall, because uh, did you did you get a four-three? Right, did you get a chance to watch anything be- uh, of him? Not leading up to this? No. Yeah, me neither. Is I, it, why you, I thought you were going to tell me I was me watching Doo Doo Butter? Um, I no, I have no idea what to expect. Obviously, something like that kind of throws him on my radar. I haven't had a chance to look. I have so much tape to watch. So do I. I haven't. I mean, I think both you and I have been uh, kind of busy in our outside lives. And and we are gonna be playing a little bit of catch up here in the next month. Yeah, I know. I know. Last year, this time we were we were already so deep in the tape. Right. Uh, so like this year, we're behind schedule. Again, we apologize, but we do have a uh, real life. To me, again, I can't emphasize that this has been the busiest couple months of my entire life. But guess what, people? I finally move on Saturday. That's gonna put such a huge load off my chest. Yeah. Which is better than being on my chest. Yeah, literally. You you don't want to load on your chest. No, never. I mean, well, not me personally. I mean, you can always get a towel, but I yeah, mean. <laughs> you can always grab a towel. Yeah, no big deal. Always towel. All right. So, um, um, yeah. So I I will I'll be you know and again that's why we're not going to get dig deep on the combine today because it's just not fair to you guys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, obviously we have opinions on these guys, but we haven't had fully formed opinions. I know our pal uh, over the over the season, the UK Paul Hodges was like. I need to I need to listen hear your combine takes so I can find the next Allen Robinson. <laughs> don't worry. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, don't worry. Got to wait a couple more weeks. Exactly. the The draft hasn't even happened yet. So. Yeah, Paul's a big fan over there in the UK. He just sent. He said uh, he just bought two shirts. He bought the black and gray. He's like, you know what? Because it's sending him overseas is a little bit more money. He's right. like, he's just just to be safe, send me both. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, dude. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I charged him half on the shipping. I just felt, you know, it's, I just appreciate it. Right. Sh- shipping over, like, ship overseas is expensive. Yes, it is. All those boats, and well, I, guess, I think they use a plane. So that's our combine. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing there wasn't any boat, boats involved in that. I, one guy I just wanted to mention, because I'm sure people are, are wondering, is, is Derek Henry. I mean, he had explosive he had type really of good, numbers. Yeah. But, I mean... Some of the key things for running backs, you want to be able to see him, you know, like how he moves. So on, on like the three cone and the twenty yard shuttle, he just, did, I mean, he didn't have great times. He he came came in kind of slow on those, which I think goes back to the fact that no one thinks this guy can actually move. Yeah, but more that's of not, a straight line ish kind I, of guy. I never had that kind of. Yeah, that's always been my. He has no lateral ability ability whatsoever i mean i saw that on tape already just from watching his game right but everyone's building him up after the combine i just want to like temper that a little bit and say you know the numbers do kind of bear out that that he can't move all that great and there's schemes for him though that fit that will fit it he's a north south runner who can move and barrel people over absolutely i've mentioned this tons of times like i'm concerned because how many big running backs do you see like that to have long-term success that's i was gonna say long-term slash fantasy success i mean those guys are so touchdown dependent and volume dependent it's hard to get the kind of volume and 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 it's hard to rely on touchdowns as any kind of you know marker that that you can have reliably doesn't catch the ball right he doesn't catch the ball so he's going to be a limited back and i just want everyone to know that don't let the hype train for that guy get he's out on of my new draft list he's on mine also but he's not on it like if i had picked 12 and he was there at 112 i would draft him I have one twelve. If he's there, I won't draft him. Really? Yeah. See, he's on my new not draft list. Draft list, like Will Fuller, I wouldn't draft if it, at two twelve. I wouldn't draft or two twenty. You know, pick twenty four. Right. Um, Derrick Henry, around pick twelve, I'd probably be like, okay. You know, 
for running back. Eh, we t- it depends who's there, I guess. I mean, I have I have late first round picks in 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 the two leagues that I'm in. I won't be drafting him. If I'm, he's there, I won't. I will pass on. But him. I'm not. I've been preaching this the whole time. I'm not a big Derrick Henry fan yeah, at all. Yeah. Great college back, but again, it's easier to run over college kids. It's way harder to run over NFL personnel. Uh, I think he'll be a good back, but again, think Legarrette Blunt. That's uh, that's what I see you know, when I see him run. He's faster than Brandon Jacobs. Blunt, but I mean, other than that, it's, it's he's got speed. He's got breakaway speed. Yeah. I think in a right. I think on a good team, you know, something like i.e. like the Cardinals, somebody like the Patriots. Um, I think on a really good team, he'd be a really good running back for a couple of years. Like hashtag true hashtag two to three year windows. Um, he'd be somebody that if I did draft Derrick Henry, that I'd be looking to set, like I'd ride him for one year. And then after that year, hopefully he has like a rookie success season. I would immediately sell for like super, like try and get right back in that 17 draft rookie class. I'd try and get right back in there. You know, I would try and say, you know, and this is for anybody that ends up taking Derrick Henry. Don't, even if he has a good first year, I wouldn't let that kind of get me over. You know what I mean? Right. I would, I would take that first year, I would capitalize on it, and I would try to move that into a 17 pick. Even IE trying to, like, say I had to pick 1-7 in the 17 draft, hey, I'll give you Derrick Henry, who just came off this really good year, and pick 1-7 to get up to the top three. Because next year's top three is going to be wicked. It's going to be awesome. Yep. So that's how I feel about Derrick Henry. All right. I think, Again, we, I think we should move on from this. Uh, and, and if you have any questions about rookies, get up on our website, DynastyNerds.com, because we have rookie ADP up there right. for you for, to see for free. For free. Yep. Take a it's, look at it. And it great, what, what that does is what it helps you see is it, may, it really helps you get ready for your rookie draft because these are all the results of the mock drafts. We're holding mock drafts all month long, right. rookie okay. mock drafts. Right, so this shows you what the community sees, and where these people are actually going in drafts. Hey, I can move back down just a little bit here because look, this guy's going right around this range. Hey, I don't have to move up here because the guy I like is kind of right here as well. This is gonna give you a true value of your player if you're having your draft today. Right, right. I you mean, know? well, I, no, not, not that it, not that anyone is having their draft today, but some freaks do. Yeah, it's nice to see see where they're at now and then see how they end up moving. If guy, you know, Preach it all the time. You can see where they're moving. You can see if, who's going up, who's going down. You can see once people are drafted and they're in their spot, some of these guys are going to move drastically. Oh, after NFL draft. Yeah, after the track. NFL draft. And I've said this many times. Like, it's, I love to do this. And if you want to be a dynasty, like, kind of guru, if you want to have, like, an Excel sheet kind of right there saying combine, mm-hmm. pre-combine, ADP, You're right. and, a, you know, Pre-combine, combine, NFL draft, ADP, right. and see, and look at those numbers. You know what I mean? Right. Why do you move up? Why do you move down? Right. Why do you move up? Why do you move, you know, it's good to have. Right. I mean, it just helps, it just helps track things. That, and practice makes perfect. I mean, if you're going to, you know, be involved, do some of these ADPs, you know, get involved in some of them. You oh, know, they sign help up you for, so yeah. much. Because it's just going to help you so much on draft day. Yeah, and if you follow, you can follow uh, Daniel, who runs our rookie stuff. Is that rookie? It's at rookie ADP. Mm-hmm. Super easy, and get, he'll get you in. I know he just uh, direct messaged me today on Twitter saying, "Hey, I want to do one with all the staff writers right, and stuff." Yeah. You get, when I get in, I'm like, "Hell yes!" Yeah, yeah, he got me. I mean, was, this is gonna be the first one that I was I'm involved in. Me too. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait either. Right. I was like, I was actually, I was like, I, I want to write him. Like, I was just gonna write you to see if I can. Get, I want to get in. Right, with, right. You know, because I want to do about five of them before I get to my rookie draft. Oh yeah. Again, it, it, you want to get as many as you can because again, it makes great practice. 
in practice, like Matt said, it makes practice makes perfect. I mean, when your draft comes, you're, nothing surprises you know. You know, even if you're even if there's a guy that you really really want, if you miss on him, you still have a backup plan. Yeah, because you've gone through it. You've you've missed out on your guy before in your in your in your you know mock drafts that you've done. And so. nothing's worse than. And there's always these guys at these rookie drafts too, where all of a sudden, like you're like, "Oh, I want this guy," and he goes right before the you know the guy you want. Right. And you see this guy panicking. He takes every minute you have on a clock. Oh, I don't know who I want. I don't know who I want. Oh, what do I do? You took my guy. Oh man, you sniped right. me. It's like quit whining and make your pick, dude. Right. Slap you with this microphone. Or you know what? It empowers you to be like, "Hey, I had those. I wanted those four guys. Those four guys are gone. I'm gonna move back now." Yeah. I because I think I can. Because I can get these other guys a little bit later. I know it because I've been through seven drafts yep. already. And nothing's nothing's better than putting your pick on the clock when it's on the clock. Right. You know, you can put your pick up for sale forever. You know, up but until it's actually on the clock, and then somebody somebody know somebody wants somebody. Yeah, right and they there know they the, can get right. them right there. Like right. for me, like I I want to put one eight on the block. I'm not even our draft. Our rookie draft is until end of May, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not even mentioning like one eights for sale until like a week before the rookie draft. Well, other than for the people that listen to the podcast. Well, they'll know now. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's the best time. Again, we always say, Hey, let's do, you know, best time to make trades. Cause you see a lot of trades going on right now, but t- best time to make trades honestly is during your rookie draft. Right. We can't emphasize that the most, the most, the best, unless you get an offer that you can't refuse, you're gonna get your best bang for your buck, the best return during your rookie draft. Because people are super excited. It's that one time of the year that you can actually get a change, make a big difference to your dynasty team mm-hmm. and alter it forever. And people got these rookies get to their head well, and, and, and ready to make deals. And guys fall in love with you know people through the process. And if they get a chance to get them, they'll, they're more likely to overpay while you're on the clock. And, and, you know, so that's probably the best time to really eke out either future draft picks you know, like like you were saying, you want to get a, a, a 2017 first-round draft pick for your 1.8. Best time to do that is is if somebody loves somebody on right the there on the clock. Because A, there's a time limit, and B, they're staring right at the guy that they want. Yeah. And on that, too, they think, oh, dude, if I get this guy, I'm going to do much better next year. Right. It's going to be a worse pick anyways. Right. Meanwhile, you know, rookies seldomly help you do anything right away. Right. Unless it's like a running back like Todd Gurley or... Zeke Elliott, you know what I mean? So, moving on. Okay. Enough of that. Enough of that stuff. It's a, it's good advice. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, if you ever need advice, you hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I am at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. It's a great way to get instant feedback from us. You can find, follow Mike at Dynasty Nerd Mike as well. And we have many great writers as well at Dynasty Corey, at Sports Debate Tom, uh, at Tim NFL. Uh, at Brandon Penny, which is at Brandon underscore Brandon underscore Juan. Again, there's tons of them. I don't want to keep going through them because I'll leave a couple out. And I'm like, well, Rich doesn't like me. But, lo- you, but you already did leave a couple of I them I know out. I did. <laughs> but I love you all. We love I, you guys. I, tr- I truly do. Just um, uh, read our articles and they'll, their Twitter stuff will be attached. Yeah, we have tons of rookie articles yep. up right now. Yeah, and absolutely. I know after the, you know, the Combine more is going up and mm-hmm. after NFL draft be more. So we have tons of rookie content up there. ADP, regular ADP, rookie ADP. Everything you need for your dynasty team is at dynastynerds.com. And I and I you know what I have to make a conscious like a conscious decision or not conscious decision but a conscious uh, effort to retweet those guys a little bit more too so so we can get their names out there a little bit more to all of our fans. They deserve more followers. Yeah. 
Absolutely uh, do. You look at them, they have like 600 followers and you're yeah. in the thousands. Right. But So, you know, so I, I'm, I'm going to try to, to really uh, boost that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and if you see us retweet them, follow those dudes, man. Exactly. They put, in, they put in good time, and these are the guys that write for us that put in like, and these guys are on it, man. They're studying yeah. this stuff day in, day out. Absolutely. And those are the kind of guys you want to take advice from. I'm telling you. We have great writers. Absolutely. Love them all. Nice little family we have here. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Gunther, all those guys. Yep. Um, so let's talk. Now, here's a guy I want to talk about. I told you before the show I want to talk about this guy. I think he's a great buy-low candidate. A guy both of us loved come out of WVU a couple of years ago. Right. Charles right. Sims Charles for the Sims. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Charles Sims is in line to be the starter in Tampa Bay. There's a report that came out that the Bucs said they don't feel like they have to draft a running back early because they have Charles Sims. Right. They actually used the word feature back, I believe. They sure the heck did. <laughs> and this is something that we saw years ago. And Doug Martin kind of interfered with that a little bit. Um, you know, but you know, coming out, he broke his ankle. Right, right. His first year, so he couldn't even play. And then he came back, and then Doug Martin was there. And then last year, obviously, Doug Martin had a hell of a year. Well, the, he, came back, he came back in that rookie year. It was just very late in the year. Yeah, and, was and, not and, enough to do anything. Right, right. I just wanted to, you know. Last year, like 107 that. carries for 529 yards, 4.9 average, solid. Yeah. 51 catches for 561 yards and four touchdowns. In a part-time role. In a part-time role. 51 catches, 561 yards in a part-time role. He had no rushing touchdowns because that was Doug Barton's bread and butter. Right. This is a guy, and this is what he excelled. He's six foot, first of all. He's a big dude, all right? Physical, he's very shifty. He could be a physical running back as well. Mm-hmm. To me, I always saw him, and I, if you if you go back, two years ago, and you listen to the podcast, uh, I'm almost guaranteed you can hear us say that this guy could be a three-down back. He's got all the tools, that's for sure. Um, I don't know how physical he is. I, I know you mentioned that kind of. I, I mean, I haven't really seen that much, but um, he catches the ball really well. He can run between the tackles, so maybe that's what you meant. That's what I meant. Um, Sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, I just don't see him pounding it in, you know, like, Goal line. A goal like, line. Like, yeah, yeah, he's not like there's a few of line. those guys out right. there. Yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't call Le'Veon Bell a physical back, but I'll give him the ball between the tackles at the goal line. Yeah. All right. He, I, being I, six I foot, I, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. He's definitely got the size. That's right. what I'm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, between the tackles, back. I guess is what I should have said. Yeah, yeah. I think he could do it for sure. And okay. and it, and it sounds like um, Doug Martin's just set to hit the free agent market, which is like the, deuces. Which is yeah. Which is double deuce uh which is uh, you know like the most important thing there i mean they the, obviously the coaching staff likes charles sims enough that they feel comfortable letting him go and and that's good for that's good enough for me because that's gonna offer him a huge opportunity man huge i know i own shares of him dynasty so, yeah so do i and, and it, yeah I'm, it, I'm excited i'm i'm not 100 percent counting on him but it's gonna be an awesome bonus when he comes around i mean just given the numbers that he had last year if you you know multiply that by 75% or something or, or you know, 50% to get him to a, a full-time back. Not That's even, great. 20, give me, yeah, give me 50% and give me 70 catches for 70 catches for 700 yards. Right. That's all I need. Right. For you to be a running back one. That's right. all I need. Yep. I don't even need your five, five. And it, say that's all we got was the 529 rushing yards. Again, you give me 20 more catches with 200 more receiving yards and maybe say three more touchdowns, throw in a couple more rushing touchdowns. You're a low-end running back one. Yep. Loving it. In a, in a PBR, of course. In a PBR. Everything we talk is PBR. Yeah, right. Um, but so say say you drafted Charles Sims in the second or third round, right? 
Say you make a move and draft, trade for Charles Sims this year, which I highly recommend you do. Okay. Even last year, he's like a floater with his catches. You know, somebody may be able to plug in there just for the heck of it. No matter what, he's going to get way more opportunity next year, no matter who they bring in, no matter who it is. And I was, I actually did that. I, I started him a few games last year. Uh, you know, you mentioned him as a floater. I started him in a few of those games. Exactly. Towards the end of the season, especially. So say they try him out next year and say he fails, mm-hmm. right? Say, say we're wrong on him. I don't think he will fail personally, but say he does. He's still going to get the opportunity. You're still going to get a running back, say, worst case running back two out of it. So no matter what, you didn't miss. Oh, yeah. And if you draft him in the second, third round, you get somebody who can start for a whole year. That's a success story at running back. I, I totally agree. I mean, on the year, he had 180 points. I mean, that's pretty good in a PPR. I mean, that's not yeah. great, but, I mean, he, in a Consid- part-time role. Well, considering 300 is fantastic. Right. You take the 13 games, that's 10 points a game, which is still a crap load of points. It's still pretty good. And he, and he never got a goose egg. I mean, the lowest points he got was five. So that's I mean, the lowest points he got was five? The lowest points he got all year was five. Yeah, you won't take that for your dynasty roster? Somebody you have, like, as a backup? Mm-hmm. And Charles Sims... To the most savvy owners, they're going to know all about. They're going to be already on this bandwagon, the Charles Sims bandwagon. But he's somebody I've been wanting to talk about for a couple of weeks. We've talked about it in the past, so it's not like we're like, oh, these guys are just new to the Charles Sims straight, right. you know, train. We've been talking Charles Sims since he's been coming out of WVU, mm-hmm. and I know we've mentioned him a couple months ago. We've mentioned him multiple times over the years. Uh, yes, um, and Mike as well. We've all been big fans of Charles Sims, and it looks like he might be in line to get that opportunity finally. Yep. And I like it because I'm not, I'm not buying on Doug Martin in Dynasty, let alone if I own an NFL franchise. I mean, Too up and down. I think we, we talked that we beat that one yeah. to death, you know. So. Four years, too good, too bad. Right. You're 50-50. What's to come? And remember this, because um, we're going to talk about, in a couple minutes, we're going to hit on some of these free agents that are available too. Be wary about free agency. Don't get... All these guys, what we're about to name here in a minute, when people like to get excited when they get signed to new teams and they, they sign for big money, right? Because it's free agency, because there's limited supply. People are like, yeah, he's signed. He's making $10 million a year. He's the number one there. He's going to be good. I.e., Mike Wallace. Mm. You know? Why don't you just ask any DeMarco owner, DeMarco Murray owner, like myself, what they like, what they think about free agency right now? Yeah. It does not. Doesn't. The grass. Pan- out grass isn't always greener a lot of times it's not i mean most yeah most of the time odds are it's not gonna work out your team's letting you walk for a reason and it's correct and it's because you've got some things that they don't really like about you yeah free agency for the most part is because your team let you walk there are there are occasions where it works out but uh, i think seldomly right i think i I think it's brandon marshall it works out he supersedes that everywhere he goes he's super talented yeah, he's a, he's a super talented guy. Though. He's a I mean, bad boy. Yeah. I mean, but, they got rid of him not because he stunk. It was because he was a head case. Yeah. But, I mean, he's one of the people that, for example, works out. Right. Uh, Marshawn Lynch got better after going to Seattle. Uh, but, again, these are, like, random cases. For the most part, if you look back at it, guys that change systems, change schemes, end up being worse. A lot of the time. Yep. Most of the time. So, mm-hmm. again, Doug Martin... Uh, He's had a rough. He's had a fifty-fifty year in Tampa Bay. Let's see where he goes. Right, fifty-fifty okay. career is where I think. Yeah, fifty-fifty career. Right. right. Um, another guy I want to talk about too that I might think might be a good buy low who hasn't done anything yet. Eric Ebron. I agree with that. Um, obviously, 
Calvin Johnson is still hasn't made a decision on retirement. All signs point into retirement. All all signs point to retirement. But even if it's not this year, it'll be soon. Mm-hmm. And I think you know you can you can count on Eric Ebron getting an uptick in production mm-hmm. regardless. And in year three, yeah, mm-hmm. big usually a big step for tight ends. I agree when it comes to mm-hmm. NFL uh, year three, and people are quick to forget that. And Eric Ebron, who was a high first round rookie pick just two years ago. Might be a good value pick now. Say you do have pick one eight, one nine. I'd be comfortable giving up for Eric Ebron. I would give that up in a second for Eric Ebron. I wouldn't. I mean, because that's you know, ideally, I mean, you're picking that late in the round. You probably don't have many holes, and and a lot of people need tight ends. Everybody and needs and a tight end, right? And you're not going to be able to get a, an instant impact tight end in this year's draft. Um, let alone, you know, a lot of drafts. Most of the time they take a few years. So, I mean, if you can get a guy that's right on that precipice and he's ready to bust out, then that's, that's great value. Yeah, because tight ends, they, it's just a fact. Tight ends take like three years right. to develop unless you're a freak like Rob Gronkowski. Right. But, again, so it's better. Like, this is, these are kind of players you kind of want to jump up on. You, like, you let other people draft the tight ends, let them get pissed off on them because they're, they're not, like, contributing right away. Right. Then you come back in and give up you know, maybe a first round pick or even a pick that, you know, say he went like one, he went over from one four to like one eight in his rookie draft that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to pick one nine, preferably giving up like one twelve, one eleven, because they're, they're seeing first round pick, right? You're, you're giving up, you don't have to wait those years. You're getting back again, you're already picking late, like you said. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, you're going to tight end where maybe he doesn't take that big step forward this year. He's definitely going to see more targets this year. He's definitely going to have more opportunity this year. They they put a first round pick on him. They drafted him in the first round. Uh, he's a top fifteen pick. Not many tight ends get picked that high, anyways. So they have a lot invested in Eric Ebron. They're gonna give him opportunity. He's a big target. Golden Tate's not a big target. Right. They're gonna do something else at receiver as well. Eric Ebron is a good buy low. I I totally agree. I like that guy uh, coming up for this season. So um, yeah, big time. I guess we're both on Eric Ebron's. Uh, Hype train. You're going to say something else, I feel like. I was going to, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Some more free agents out there, right? Uh, Yep, that's what I started looking at. That's why I lost my train of thought. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just just some guys that, uh, you know, you want to be able to watch where they're going and and, and just kind of monitor their value. The first guy right off the top of most people's list um, was Lamar Miller. I mean, I think everyone's kind of interested in seeing where I think he'll be better wherever he goes. I think he's one of the rare cases that he will be better because I don't think they've been using him. Whoa, whoa, look at you, Mr. I, I hate Lamar Miller for the f- last two years. Listen, he's flashed enough that I think if he gets a, a good opportunity with a great team, I think he can do good good things. Me too. I'm glad you finally came yeah, around. I wish Mike know. was here. He'd, he'd probably at home right now with the tear rolling out. I, I like, know, his jaw's probably on the ground. Lift, it, lift your jaw up, Mike. Close, Say it isn't so. Close that mouth. He's come around uh, finally. Uh-huh. It always takes you like a year to come around, but you always come around. No, yeah. I don't. But he's no, he's <laughs> he's the one player out of all these players we're gonna name that I like no matter where he goes. Right. Like no matter where he goes, I like it. Which I don't know where he's gonna go, but wherever he goes, I think he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be a running back one. What would you th- uh yeah, that'd be nice. Even if he stays in Miami, I still like you know what I mean? Does it well, they li- change their offense? So I I mean yeah. I don't think he would I don't think he could be worse. It's literally yeah. anywhere he goes, yeah. Yeah. I will like it. Unless he goes like the Rams or Pittsburgh. 
that'd be ridiculous. You know, I know, but I'm just, you know, okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't be like, oh, well, you said anywhere, ass. anywhere. Um, who else is on that list? Um, so we got Chris Ivory. Um, not a guy I'm overly excited about, no, to be honest. But a guy that you could use, he catches the ball well. Uh, so it depends where he goes, but he's he's not a true three down back. And he actually does better when he's not right. a three down back. He's somebody that could be very, you could start him as a running back too if he's used right. I agree. I think this was his opportunity in, uh, with the Jets this past year to like say, hey, I'm a feature back. And I think he just kind of got nicked up in that role because I don't think he, I don't think he can hold up with his running style. No, he could be an older Gio Bernard, someone that catches the ball well, gets some good catches, and yeah. could be that kind of guy. Okay. And uh, so the next guy, um, Travis Benjamin. I, I honestly don't care where this guy goes. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of his game. He's just too small for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know some guys were. Um, I know even Dynasty Nerd Mike was able to get a first-round draft pick um, in this coming draft for Travis Benjamin this past year. Was he? Yeah. he From was. Tell- yeah, he was telling me at the gym. I, somebody, it wasn't in one of our leagues. It was in another league that oh. he was in. Score. And I was like, dude, total score. This was like obviously Travis Benjamin's career year. Um, no matter where he goes, I don't yeah, think he's Yeah, there's gonna- nobody else to throw the ball to. He's target heavy. I like Travis Benjamin um, as a wide receiver three. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't want him on my team. No, no, no. I like him as a wide receiver three. No, I, I don't know. Maybe wide receiver even four. Somebody I put in my you know bye week something along those lines. Or I maybe can, I, you can get on a hot start something along those lines. I could see Travis Benjamin going to another team and his numbers getting cut in half. Yeah, because remember, a lot of his numbers. First of all, a lot of his big scores came early in the season, right. like from the first couple weeks when he had those thirty. That's where all the right. big scores came. Really died out at the end of the season. There, um, he's not number one. His production mostly came because he was target heavy. Absolutely. They had no one to throw to other than him. Um, another guy I am intrigued with where he goes is Marvin Jones. Um, a lot of people are saying that he's going to end up in Cleveland just because of Hugh Jackson, blah, 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 blah. Well, him or, or him or Sanu. Or Sanu. Right, one of them too. Uh, Sanu's more physical. Jones is more like kind of like Josh Dotson, more kind of like dynamic. I, to be honest, um, neither one of those guys really excites me. No, I've always been a Marvin Jones fan. I always felt like Marvin Jones, if he wasn't like with Andy Dalton, I feel like if he was like with a, you know, here, you know where I lo- really like to see Marvin Jones? Baltimore. I would, that wouldn't excite me either. No, big arm Joe Flacco with Marvin Jones. I, I like that. I think no I, receivers there either. Like, you know, they have Perriman, Smith, Kamar Aiken. You can try to sell me all day. I'm just not excited about either one of those guys. Really? I think they're just complimentary number three wide receivers. Really? I think Marvin Jones, I think that I feel that way about Muhammad Sanu. I do not feel that way about Marvin Jones. I feel like he could be, like, not a wide receiver one for a team, but, like, if he offsets, like, with another good receiver, or, I, like, if he's a really good number two on a good team. Like, say IE goes to uh, Green Bay, Marvin Jones, and they say, obviously, they have Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb there, but something like, something like that, or even New England. I, I like Marvin Jones enough where he'd intrigue me on the right team. Okay, I mean, I hear you. You're just not going to convince me. Okay, that's fine. I, it doesn't matter where they I'd be go. buying from you. I can get them for cheap then because you're just trying to get rid of them. Except that I never own them. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> uh, they don't excite me. They never have. Okay. Um, so um, the guy we kind of uh, passed over, but we talked about earlier, um, Matt Forte. A couple um, of years left in the tank. I think he's got a couple of years left for sure. Um, he was a guy that I owned last year and I sold him. For a first-round draft pick, kind of knowing that he was going into free agency, knowing that he was probably going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and There's just with that with that, that un, with that uncertainty, I just I kind of wanted to get rid of him. And plus, like it could be over. This could be his life. And you know, because obviously, you never know. Like he can go to a new team. He could totally suck. Yeah, I don't. It's I all don't, over with. I mean, I don't see that happening. I but, don't either. But you know, again, all it takes is signing with the wrong team, making one bet. Does he make a decision on winning, or does he make a decision on money? I've heard him say that he wants to make a decision. It's not about money. It's about winning. Would love to see Matt Forte end up in New England. I mean, I think a lot of people are connecting those dots just because I, I think we all know what a, a a nice all-around back that can catch the ball out of the backfield for fantasy. That would be amazing. But they um, have Deion Lewis. But they have Deion Lewis, so I'm not sure that's really what they're looking for. But but then again, Deion Lewis in his role last year was great, but then he got hurt. Could be a so good. So I'm not true. Bill's Bill Belichick is not one of those guys that like is overly loyal, I guess, to guys. Yeah, um, he'll move on. Could be a great fit in uh, Seattle he, for two years to help complement Thomas Rawls and East Thomas Rawls in his starter. Thomas Rawls is a more bruising kind of back. You know, he doesn't. He's not a catching the ball kind of back. Right. Where Tom Matt Forte can come in and you know split carries with Thomas Rawls. Somewhere, I mean, Matt Forte is bread and butter. Grant, he still rushes for over a thousand yards. He's people just think he's a pass catching back. He's not. Well, no, what about Matt Forte going to like Baltimore, reuniting with um, his former uh, Harbaugh? No, no. What's his name? The offensive coordinator. Um, oh, Mark Mar- Trustman. Mark Trustman. Ooh, like that would be a, a a sweet fit, and I could see that working out. Didn't even realize that. Just you know, just because. I'm putting a big note here on that because that's a great. That's a great thing. They're a good team. He knows Mark Tresman, so there's familiarity. And they need a running back. And they need a running back. They just worked out Trent Richardson the other day. They need a running back. And they said for, no. Yeah. Sorry, you tub of goo, get yeah. out of here. Yeah, exactly. They need a running back. They're looking for help. Wow. There. So That's a great, great, great fit for Matt Forte. So that's the kind of... Remember, I he mean, caught 101 balls with yes, Matt Mark Tresman. Yes. So, oh. So, that, I mean, that would be the ideal spot in my mind, I guess. It's almost worth going to trade Matt Forte now, just in hoping he ends up in Baltimore, because you know you're gonna get like a probably a top five running back season from him. Yeah, you probably will for like one, maybe two seasons. Oh, with Tressman there, mm-hmm. I remember he caught 101 balls. I I remember because I owned him at that point. Make sure you tweet that out. Uh, okay. But but like tonight. All right. You know, hope, uh, just some, just however you want to word it. But that's that would be. Cause I haven't seen anybody mention that yet about Matt Forte, about where he ends up. Hmm. For me personally, all right, right. when I've read. And I haven't either. I mean, that just popped in my brain. It's not like it's, I read it's it perfect. Somewhere. To right. me, it's like perfect. And now I don't see any way how that does not happen. You know, we go into a team that could potentially win. Right. Absolutely. They're, I mean, they're a great A1 organization. Um, he knows the offensive coordinator really well. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope they lose miserably. It's my least favorite NFL team, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just me personally. Right. Me too. So, um, still our damn team, those jerks. Yeah, I hate them. I literally, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Michigan University, because you know, Ohio State people here, right? Uh, you know, the Yankees. I don't even care about the Yankees anymore. I used to hate them. Okay. That's, you know, that is strong. I don't hate the Yankees. You know what? Yeah. You're right. I don't hate the Yankees. I used to hate the Yankees when they used to just buy championship teams, but I don't really care. Back anymore. then it was kind of, yeah. They never really won a lot anyway, so it's kind of hard. Like, I just, I, I was more mad at that they just bought everybody. Yep. Okay, but okay, I loathe Michigan. Yes. And I loathe the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. That's about it. Yeah, I know. You don't you don't hate the Steelers enough for me. No. You got all those childhood pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, that we won't talk about. Yeah, my family was uh from Pittsburgh and uh they tried to raise me up a Steelers fan. Thank God you came to your senses. Didn't really didn't really work out too well for him. Um 
So let's move on. All right. Brock Osweiler looks like he's in for hit free agency. Um. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, there's still a few days here for them to to get a deal done. But I'm good on Brock. Peyton Manning's kind of taking his time. Like you don't care what he no, does. I don't. I, think, I don't think he's gonna be ever be good enough to win you a Super Bowl. I'm. I'm with you. I'm. I mean, I, I'm staring at a roster that has him right now in one of my dynasty leagues, and I'm like not that excited. I'm gonna hold on to him because I think he still has value. But yeah, because he becomes like, a starter, you go always training somebody needs a starter. I'm not. A, I'm not like real excited. He's got about upside. It. I don't see it happening though, man. I mean, what? you're on a Super Bowl winning team. You get an opportunity to stay ahead of Peyton Manning, and you couldn't do it. And Peyton Manning had nothing left. Nothing much. left. Right. And you still couldn't do it. It, it was that bad. I mean, Kubiak was like, listen, Brock's our guy for now. We're going to move forward. And finally, he was so bad. He's like, okay, we're going to put Payton back in. <laughs> exactly. And they won the Super Bowl. Yep. You know what I mean? And you're on a Super Bowl caliber team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl. And you couldn't, you couldn't get it done. So if you're on a team that's going to win the Super Bowl and you get benched, eh, I'm good. Yep. And you're, plus, you've been in the same system for four years. Okay, maybe not four years because you got a new coach and stuff. But still, I'm good. Yep. I, I'm with you, man. Uh, Ladarius Green, tight end. I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a mover and a shaker. That's a guy that you could, you should pay attention to and 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 see where he ends up. And when I, but you know, the thing about Ladarius Green is, I always feel like I wouldn't like if I had him, I want to trade him. I feel like he's one of those players that you're always waiting to break out. Oh, he's like total potential guy. Yeah, and that's never like all of a sudden it's been six years and he's you're still waiting. Well, here's the deal. I mean, look, I mean, he's behind Antonio Gates. The guy is really good and he's been behind Antonio Gates for years and years and years. So it's hard to know exactly and that's what what's have. got him by. See, but that's what's got him by. That is exactly what's that's got him by. That's but, what got everyone hooked. But even those when there's moments where Gates is out and stuff, you know, Green will like say there's a three game stretch, right? Green will only have like one out of those three games, one really good game. I agree. It that's it it's just enough to keep people hooked, man. See, not for me though, because I need three straight games there. So for me Ladarius Green, he's one of those players. He signs somewhere, kind of like Jordan Cameron, right? Jordan Cameron leaves for the Browns, goes to Miami, much better off. You're like, dude, Jordan Cameron's going to the Dolphins. Mm. He's six foot five. Every other receiver there is under six foot besides Devontae Parker, who's a rookie, who's going to need time to develop, who's also starting the season hurt. Jordan Cameron's going to be a red zone. He's going to be a beast. He's a pro bowler. Guys, Jordan Cameron, terrible. welcome to the scrub pile, Yeah, you scrub. You fancy, fancy looking scrub. <laughs> Total scrub. Man. But you know what I mean about yes, like I that. Do. So like, Ladarius Green to me is he signed somewhere else. People are like, "Ooh, he signed here. He's going to be their number one tight end." I'm selling. If I own, you know what I mean. I think, I think that'd be the 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 right time to sell. Uh, and I think if you you'll get fair value of like even if he's kind of like good there. You won't really miss it. Like you, you can't be mad about it because you should be able to get somewhat fair value back. You know what I mean? So you're saying strike when the iron is hot as soon as he signs with another team. Dish yes. Him. Get rid of him. Yes. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh we have two free agents in New in, in Indy, right? Tight ends? Yeah, Speaking both both the guys, Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener, obviously. Um I think Indy's working to sign one of them. It'll probably end up being uh Fleener. And I wish it would be Dwayne Allen. I think Dwayne Allen's significantly better than Kobe Fleener. Um, I think he's a, a much better all around tight end and I think he's underutilized in the passing game there in Indy because yeah. Kobe Fleener is pretty much just a receiving tight end. Yeah. So um I think yeah, they they they're probably gonna end up going with Kobe Fleener, but I'm not sure that's the right decision. Okay. 
I, again, I'm not a Kobe Fleener fan whatsoever. Me neither. Uh, the I remember the year he got drafted. I was drafting right behind the person that drafted him, and they really thought I was going to draft him, and they like picked him and kind of was like, "Ah, I knew uh, you were going to pick him, weren't you?" I was like, "No, not in the first round." <laughs> no, thank you. No thanks, man. Uh, I'm intrigued where Dwayne Allen goes. Okay, I, I'd like to see him in like Atlanta. That'd be a nice. That'd be a nice fit for him. Yeah, that's where I'd like to see him at. Mm-hmm. Um, Somewhere where he can get some more passes thrown his way, because really, I think he's, I think he's been under targeted, criminally under targeted. Paid the men his money. Yeah. So. And then Alfred Morris. Um, you can speak more on Alf Morris. You're, you're kind of in love with Alf Morris, or you? I'm not been, in love with Alf Morris. Yeah. Uh, he's over just. The years. Uh, he falls into Anna like that Eddie Lacy kind of cat. He's touched down the pennant again. These are backs that you really don't want. They're kind of backs that you. If you own them, you don't really want to have to start them because they're only going to get you like five, seven points a game unless they score touchdowns. They're touchdown-dependent backs. I saw a picture of Eddie Lacy today. That looked, he looked pretty cut up, actually. He's training with the P90X guy. I knew it was with the P90X guy. Yeah, God bless him. He's he going to... looked like a football player again. Good for him. A fat double goo. We'll see, what it, we'll see if it helps. Yeah. I mean, he needs it. Yeah. But again, it still doesn't change him from being a touchdown-dependent guy. No, but they might be more willing to give him uh, a little bit more volume. Yeah, if he's not a fat, out of shape tub of goo, I'm fine with that too. I mean, we'll see how it translates. He's in a good offense. I think Eddie Lacy is going to have a nice rebound year. I, I'm on that. But as well. if I own him and he has a big, I'm, I'm still selling. I'm not getting off that. He's still he's not a receiving catching back. He's does he's not a do it all back. You know what I mean? Again, he's touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. So and vo- t- volume touchdown dependent. Yeah. Type of guy. So and when you have Aaron Rodgers behind center, it's kind of hard to succeed there you know because Aaron Rodgers is gonna want his touchdowns he's gonna throw a ton of touchdowns right exactly so for me Eddie Lacy is he a good back yeah he's really good back for NFL could be yeah uh could he be a great fantasy back could be Mm -hmm. but I to me it doesn't seem like it's consistent consistency you know what I mean I got you that's there for me for Eddie Lacy kind of like Alfred Morris you know what I mean for a while there he for you know definitely for two years there he ran pretty hot but then that was it again you don't catch you're limited when you don't catch the ball and you don't score touchdowns. It, it hurts your fantasy value tremendously. I agree. So, I'll, I mean, am I interested where Alfred Morris goes? Yeah. But nobody's trading, you know, nobody's I, trading for Alfred Morris. I mean, I think the bigger side of Alf Morris being a free agent is Matt Jones getting his opportunity. And I'm not, I think they're going to draft. I'm not a Matt Jones believer either. So. Well, it doesn't matter what you are. The coaching staff is. So. He gets hurt, fumbles the ball, smells like cabbage. <laughs> the coaching staff came out and, and mentioned him as a feature back. Well, they have to. Uh, what are they going to do? They have another back on a roster. Again, okay. I, I am. I don't want. If right. anybody offers me something great for Matt Jones, if you own Matt Jones, you want my advice when right now before they draft another good running back or something, sell him and, and preach that, hey, dude, the coaching staff is saying he's a starter. Sell, sell, sell. I am a Matt Jones owner and I will not take your advice. Well, you're a fool. <laughs> so. All right, so let's just put a bow on this thing. And one last mention. Yeah, because my throat is absolutely, my glands are so swollen. I know. It, I've been it's, sick it's, for four it, like, it literally hurts me to do this podcast. It, it, it's time to wrap this thing up. Um, one final note. My homie that I drafted in his, like, rookie year, Roddy White, got released from the Falcons. It always today. hurts, right? Um, it's so hard it's to a say somber goodbye. Moment. I was going to end up cutting Roddy. Um, I had already made the decision in my head. I wanted to hold him, you know, wire to wire. Um, but now that he's cut from the Falcons, I feel like I'm, I'm totally justified in also cutting him this offseason. 
But yes, um, so it's so hard to say goodbye to my homie. Yes, it is. <laughs> but is it, see you later, Rod. But isn't that like a joy of like playing? Like definitely, like say this is your second year, mm-hmm. third year of playing Dynasty. When we've been playing a lot, like as long as us, you've been playing for like fifteen years. Right. Where you get to draft a guy his rookie year and hold him on your team for his entire career. I mean, like, for yeah, me, like his I've, entire I've, useful career at least. I've yeah. had Andre Johnson right. for his entire career. Right. I still have Andre Johnson. He was on my bench all last year. I right. couldn't cut him. Why? Well, he's my that, homie. I've been I've I've had this ceremonial spot on my roster for like a year uh-huh. and a half now. For There's Roddy always those Wood. guys. So now it's it, he's cut from the Falcons. If they can do it, I can do it too. So. Yeah, and people are like Rich, it's stupid. I agree, it is stupid. Oh, it's totally dumb. But when you've been playing as long as I have, right. and you have, and you drafted somebody like that on your team right. in their rookie year, and you've had them pretty much their entire career. And they've won you a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, like Reginald Wayne, Reggie Wayne had his entire career. Right, right. Um, it's kind of like you you find ways to keep that guy on, even though you're never going to start him. No, no, no. Because then when it's all over, you can say, I had that guy his entire career. Right. You know what I mean? Felt good. But um, it is time to say goodbye. Sometimes you got to cut bait. Hey, Falcons did the right thing. Yep. He's and washed up. I'm going to do the right thing as well. I'm going to cut him. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll send him a nice little letter, just like Arthur Blank, Blank sent him. Did you did you see that? No. Yeah, the owner of the Falcons like wrote him like a really nice letter that said like Roddy will always be a part of our family. Blah blah. We thank you for everything you've ever done. Oh, P.S. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but oh, by the way, <laughs> I just can't keep sending you. I can't pay you anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, you're always welcome around. Uh-huh. Hang out. You can kill. Hey, you, doors always open. You can come over and kick it. Yep. I just can't write you a check yeah, no more. Exactly. Man. You know, you want to stop by Home Depot? Pick up like a you know a new like one of those you know Home Depot buckets, Homer buckets. You yeah, know, on the house. You need a couple two by fours. Uh-oh. You know, I'll hook you up, man. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't pay to play football yeah, no exactly. more. Exactly. So, all right. Well, I know we'll wrap it up. Um, don't try and ask me any questions on Saturday for Twitter because I'm going to be uh moving all day. I'll be incognito as well. I won't be helping you, but I no. have other obligations. Yeah, you have other obligations. To my friends that are helping me, I'm so grateful. Uh. But uh, after that, we'll be in the new house. I'll have way more time to start watching tape and really give you my strong take on these rookies. Mm-hmm. And give you, well, by the time your rookie draft comes up, we'll have you all set. Right on, man. In the meantime, get on DynastyNerds.com. Hit me up on Twitter anytime. I'm at DynastyRich. I'm at DynastyMatt. Uh, if you want to start up a new Dynasty League, too, I want to give a shout-out to our friends. Uh, we were going to do a little partnership here, and since I've been sick and everything, I haven't sent them over what we want. But that's fine. Anyways, um, if you, realitysportsonline.com, they do an auction league. It's my favorite auction league out there. Um, it's realitysportsonline.com. If you use the promo code NERDS10, you get 10% off your league. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forget it is it. fun. That's a fun league, man. Yeah, we're in it. So yep. um, realitysportsonline.com. Uh, use the promo code NERDS10, and you'll get 10% off your league. NERDS10. NERDS10. You'll love it. The whole different way of playing Dynasty. It's it like is, a true yeah. GM experience because you can yep. actually manage salaries. Yep. It's crazy, and you only get so many years to do it. And uh, in that league, we came one and two, became we were one and two in the. We nerds. were, yeah. Who who came in one? Uh, that was you. I lost to you, Rich. That's right. One Who'd, one. Yeah. Champion. Yeah. Suck it, nerd. I kind of was. Uh, I I had a hard hard time with my quarterback situation all year. Yeah, Tony yeah, Romo that's went what, down. Des Bryant went down. Tony uh, Romo. That's what losers usually do. So I'll take second place if Des Bryant, Tony Romo, and Odell Beckham wasn't available for the championship game either. So yeah, I lost even, that game. Even though I saw a comment on like a, uh, it was either Twitter or like a, uh, on the uh, comments review of the podcast, <laughs> somebody wrote like, "I love this." Even though I've heard Rich talk about how good his 
team used to be in the Nerds <laughs> League too many times. Oh, man. Because <laughs> like for the last two years, my Burn. team's pretty good, but like I just somehow missed the playoffs, even though I still love my team there. But he's like, Rich, I'm trying to hear Rich talk about how good his team used to be in the Nerds League. <laughs> I was literally like LOL and yeah. out there. So um, if you want to leave a great review on iTunes, we really appreciate it. It's the best way to help out the podcast for free. Uh, get on iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Um, if you want to help out the uh, site financially, you could buy a T-shirt. Uh, again, guaranteed to be the most comfortable T-shirt you've ever worn. I know our friend, uh, big fan of the show, Colleen Cassidy, uh, and her friend, uh, they just bought some shirts and they tweeted at me like, "You're right; these are the most comfortable shirts in I saw that the world." Yeah, it was, uh, they really are. Th- and yeah, that's that's literally yeah. li- that's not me trying to sell you something. No, no, they well, really it, are comfortable. Well, it is, but it is literally the most yeah. comfortable. So if you enjoy t-shirts, which I love, I'm a t-shirt jeans kind of guy, mm-hmm. and you love t-shirts, and you love dynasty fantasy football, this is the best thing that's ever going to happen to you in your life. They mesh together so well. Under that category. Uh-huh. You know, so, you know, well, I, I just had a kid, Rich. No, no, the nerd shirt, son. The nerd shirt. But when it comes to clothing, I 100% guarantee you that you'll love it. They're amazing. They're, they're really soft. And, yes. And, and, so, um, and then, obviously, we have a contributions page on the site as well because everything we do for free, you know, our ADP, our rankings, the podcast, everything we do for free, uh, we're going to keep it that way. Uh, forever hopefully yeah hopefully okay one day we'll have charge for something people like you said free forever um but it's people like you out there that do contribute because some people do they keep it free yeah so i appreciate it again all the money that comes into the site goes right back into the site we've never taken a dime out of that money uh it goes back to, to the writers that we have and the more money we can have to come in the more writers we can pay and Maybe uh, make the podcast better which is almost impossible basically impossible <laughs> <laughs> so until next week New studio. Matt, this is it. We started the podcast in this studio. And this is it. It's so barren right now. It, it doesn't is, even feel like it's the same studio. It is kind of crazy, isn't it? Now it's yeah. like all emptied out. It's just, Matt walked in, the room is like pretty much empty because we have this table that we normally podcast on and everything. And it's kind of like, he's like, whoa. I set up a makeshift I, table. I moved everything out of here. And now it's like almost just like a barren room. And it's, here we are. It's like an interrogation room. But this is it. Last show uh, here. Got anything to say to the room? Uh, hasta la pasta I'll miss you hey, hey Room can you please leave us a, a ranking and review on iTunes that'd be awesome <laughs> it really helps out the podcast hey and, guys uh, it's been great to two, the last two and a half years I hate to see you go love your room <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's new people coming in Yep. and they won't even know what goes out, went down here no they won't I'll write something like under the concrete under the carpet or something Dynasty Nerds was here for life like what what the hell is this? <laughs> scrub, so. scrub, scrub. All right, man. All well, right, okay. I'll see you next week. New place. All right. Sounds Same great. Same time. You know it. All right, man. All right. Late. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.